What is up, everybody? My name is Ian Dumela, and we are here with another episode of College Chronicles of Real Talk. Uh, I don't like that intro. <laughs> you was gonna say you ain't gonna like that intro, regardless of what my ass said. What up, everybody? What's good with you? My name's Thomas. Uh, you already know what the Doug Dizzle. This is his. This is Ian. His own channel, his own show, his own broadcast, featuring everybody. He has some things in production, but we'll keep that on the side, on the low. But yeah, man, come on. More than the it. It's a broadcast. I know we're well, chilling, but still. Okay, okay, damn. Well, thanks for introducing me on my own show. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's interesting being on the other side of that. But uh, yeah, what is up, everybody? I hope you're doing well. I've got a special guest, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's a brother to me. This is this is Thomas, and uh, we we known each other for about roughly a year. And um, I mean, you know me for three years. I mean, he knows me for one year. Yeah, man, I just wanted to just wanted to take a moment, and, like tell 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 the tell everybody about yourself a little bit, about your background, uh, how you, how your black ass ended up in Menlo. Uh, how did my black ass end up at Menlo? So first story is that. I'm very thankful. Uh, thanks for you and inviting me. Thank you for letting me be on your broadcast. I appreciate it. The fact is, how the hell did I end up at Menlo? Hey, your best <laughs> guess is my best guess to begin with. <laughs> but nah, um, so I had 25, 23 schools, 24, 25 schools I applied. Mm-hmm. 23 I got into, two schools I didn't That's what's to. up, okay. I applied, I, applied to, I applied to about 23 or 24 and I got into uh, 19 of them. So yeah. yeah. Nah, I didn't, cause I was all mad cause I didn't get to my dream school, UC Santa Barbara. Wow. Uh, I was hot, I was like, forget everybody, forget life, <laughs> what's college. But nah, I blessed Milo. Uh, Milo was actually a joke to me, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was actually funny to me. So I bet it, I don't know if you know Tim, he's a senior, he's in Hawaii, had like a whole backpack. Oh, Tim, yeah, oh, yo, Tim's homie, bro. Tim's the, Tim the, the dog. So he went to a college tour, all the West Coast college tour. Milo was the last one. And I told this man, I was like, I'm going to this school, I promise you, no joke. As in some jokes, the people was taking me like a joke, but I was I was getting a little serious. I was thinking, like, I actually might come to the school. This is a little small school. But I was like, nah, I ain't coming to the school. <laughs> then I got all these other replies, uh, and then I realized that people was just like, um, what's your daily, ideally school? Signing day, actually signed to uh, SF, uh, USF. USF. Oh, yeah. That was a school that I signed in, but my deadline was April. Uh, so I signed, no, my deadline was in May. Uh-huh. So I signed uh, to Menlo as the last opportunity uh, for going into schools. Uh, fun fact people don't know, I got into two Ivy League schools. Uh, that was a dope as experience of being to two Ivy League schools. That's amazing, man. Uh, Respect. Browse. So, so that makes me wonder what made you choose Menlo over an Ivy League? I didn't like it. I didn't like the environment. Uh, since personally, uh, I was coming from a lot of deaths, especially mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it was four months before my graduation in my auntie passed away. That was, that was uh-huh. heartbroken. So I was like, I'm not. I need to be mentally insane, and I already know I wasn't going to be mentally stable to go into big schools. So that's why I took out big schools. Okay. I took out okay. a lot of BS. Went to the, went to the campus. Said was they saw the people. People were just being fake. One person looked at me was like, "Why are you here? You shouldn't belong here." So it was. It, I didn't really like it that much at all. Um, I seen it. I was like, 
nah, I ain't doing all this, bro. I'm not going to this school. Uh, people told me that, yeah, you should go to the school. It's a dope school. I was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> I was like, forget this. I ain't want to do anything. I'm done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick West. I'm gonna pick West Coast. West Coast. Uh, Can't go wrong with West Side. Big Opportunity was like, oh, so you want to do UCLA? You want to do West Coast? Like, which one do you want to do? And I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to LA because that's still, that's still pretty close to home. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And where's home for you exactly? San Diego, bro. San Diego. San Diego. Okay. My fault. Because if you don't know, San Diego is southeast. It is actually a beautiful place. Uh, beautiful place. I ain't gonna lie. Where I grew up wasn't beautiful, but it was in San Diego in general. It's a beautiful place. Got to test the issue. Got to those schools. People ask me, like, oh, why didn't you go to those schools? I said, I don't want to be close to home, bro. <laughs> I don't want my sister pulling up in the whip, like, hey, what you doing? Come here. Well, I'm going to be like, nah, eggs, nah. So yeah. I said, forget, I'm coming to the Bay Area. And I was like, why did I come to the Bay Area? <laughs> <laughs> bro, it got so cold in here, bro. I didn't, bro, never really wear jackets home. Only time you really wear jackets when it's like freezing cold or it's raining. Bro, it's freezing cold nonstop here. And I was like, bro. <laughs> so one of my friends, funny story, one of my friends told me like, hey, you need seven jackets. I was like, you're tripping. I only took one jacket. Threw all my jackets away before I left home. I said, my dumb ass, God damn, why did I tell you? <laughs> So yeah, I was hot. I was really hot. How cold it was. How y'all beaches is just freezing for no reason. Nah, I don't think even I like you know, I've been from I'm from here. Like I don't fuck with the beaches here. Like I, I went there for the sake of I love being around the beaches. I ain't kidding. I never my ass never got in that water, really? man. Got away maybe once, maybe. And I was like, you know, standing by the shores and letting the waves hit my feet and shit. Like otherwise, like, nah, I don't I don't fuck with that dude. The water's ice cold. Freezing, bro. I think I, I don't think I ever been to a beach or actually half a day or none of it actually, but someone told me only people that be in the beach is kids or surfers. I was like, wow. And then one, it was a funny story. My friend told me he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was a little four year old. Was like, hell no, I ain't giving that water. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right? Why is she? Why the kid gotta be like that? So I was, so I was like, all right, no, four year old say it's cold. I'm gonna say it's freezing, bro. I don't want, I, I love the cold. I got used to the cold. I just, sunny, sunny, great, sunny, great. I love the jackets though. Like, I can rock some hoodies. I love them. <laughs> but, it's, I need sunny, 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 yeah. Yeah. Back to the, that's what I was saying. Uh, Santa Barbara was one of them I didn't get into. Uh, got into Ivy schools. Middle College was dope. Like, I think, uh, Middle college was like gonna be a dope experience. Like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna say forget it. I'm gonna go to Middle because the last option was Middle SDSU or go to community. And I was like, I took community all the way out since I since like I took community out since sophomore year of high school. I was like, I'm not going to those community. That's not me. yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to school, a real university, a real yeah. college. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it's gonna see a so I'm gonna go up in the middle of college. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. My mom, my, my sister asked me, my auntie asked me, my uncle asked me, my brother asked me, like, bro, do you really wanna go? Are you sure? Are you sure? I was, yeah, the family always does that, oh, man. They were asking sure. me the same thing, and they live 30 minutes <laughs> away. They live 30 minutes away. I'd get it if I went down to, cause I, I got into a couple, I got into a couple colleges, uh, 
like uh, Texas State. Okay. I, got, I got into Texas State. I got into Hastings in New York, uh, Hofstra. Uh, I got into I got into pretty. And there was a place in Hawaii, and uh, Shamanad University. I got into Shamanad University in Hawaii, and I I love Hawaii by the way. Like, you 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 think you like the beaches in fucking San Diego, bro? I don't know if you've been to Hawaii yet, but we went to Oahu. Dude, I, I don't know. I, I never wanted to leave the beach, bro. Like, that shit was just, it's just hella chill. Like, Hawaii's just the chill state. Ah, uh, so the one college I got into that I never took tours to, it was Pacific, uh, Pacific University. Uh, I was in Hawaii school, and Hawaii University was the two big schools that I, I, I was like, I was like, I got into Hawaii? I was like, say less. And then I realized, I was like, that's a little too far. I can't do all yeah, that. That's yeah, yeah. See, for my, th that's my thing was, is I knew if I went to Hawaii that I was never going to study. Yeah. I was I was going to be on the beach surfing 24-7. Yeah, I just never touch a book in my life. Right. And so I had to, I kind of had to have the uh, that level of maturity to just say, ah, as, as awesome as this offer is, I can't do it because I'm gonna screw my I'm gonna screw myself over in the long run, man. I'll come back when I make my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah you come yeah. back. Like, I eventually come back. Like I do like a master's there, but I'm not about to do yeah. my degree. I already do it, but I was like, I go to Hawaii, it's over. I'm gonna have them in all F's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not about to study at all, bro. Oh, my yeah. friend gonna be like, it's a party. All right, man. Like, it's a Monday night, though, bro. <laughs> I was like, I got school. I got school at 11.20, bro. I'm making, but you got homework. Hell no, I ain't doing no homework for a party. I'm out of here. So I would, I would, that's why yeah. I, I realized, I was like, I need to go to a school that was not as much fun as possible, but still give me a great time. Not as much fun as possible, All right, man. Know, bro. What do you, okay, so what do you, what do you rate the parties here, bro? Compared to, compared to the other parties that we've been to, I mean. Compared to all the parties that I've been to, the parties here, I rated five, six. On a, on a scale of what? To 10? Yes. To 10? It's a five. five. Yeah, I'd rate them like Maybe a, a four. Actually, <laughs> maybe a four. Four, four and a half. Guaranteed. Four and a half. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Four and a half out of 10. Yeah. Because like, it's not. It's, it doesn't suck, suck. Like, it doesn't, it's, it's not, not that it's bad. It's just it could be so much better. Bro, you don't understand this. Like, I don't think people understand it. When, you, when you're from here, it's like. Parties is like heck, like cool here, fun, like you're missing out, but like you know you're not missing fun. Bro, you go to a SoCal party, you go to an East Coast party, you go to a Texas party. I've been out there, I went to those parties. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, bro. Those, those different, those are different. Those uh -huh. are like, who getting pregnant tonight type of <laughs> party, bro. Who, I love it. Like, what we doing tonight? See, like, how we doing things? Like, Melo I got, remember tonight. Melo ain't got that. Melo ain't got that vibe. But that's ain't, actually ain't got that vibe, that's so. actually pretty dope. I even why. Like, yeah. As much as like I like partying, I think I did the right decision not going to those parties. Because uh, uh, yeah. you go to those parties, bro. I'm telling you. Not remember that night. You you won't know where you came from. Like, bro, how did I get to her room? Like, what about you? Gonna doing? wake up like butt naked in the alley by Denny's? Yeah, at, like, bro. Like, I was I was really tripping. Like I was like I was like, bro. I went to a party at the East Coast. It was a college, all black college tour. Went to went to HBCUs all around. Uh -huh. like, went to the Mississippi. It was like a little small Mississippi. Like it was a gutter. I was like, what the hell did this come from? Like, it was a college tour. I was like, where did this come from, bro? And I was realizing, I looked, and I went to this party, and I was gone, like, there is this, I was gone, like, I was just like, I was literally gone, and I did it, and I was like, 
Yeah, I ain't going to no East Coast. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't realize I ain't, I ain't going to no East Coast. I'm done. I'm no West Coast. Back home it is because like I visit, I live there. When I'm grown, but I'm more older. But right now, bro, that's, that's the main in trouble. Like if you don't, if you're not like mentally ready to do things and stuff out there, yeah, you go wild for minutes. Mainly because some of my family's from the East Coast. Like my mom's side's from Ohio. Uh, so Cleveland, uh, some of my other families from Detroit, Michigan, my, my stepdad's family from New York, some of my other families, my mom's side is from Texas, Mississippi, bro. Like, so you know how to get down. I know how to get down. Like my family's spread it out, bro. Like aunties and uncles I got here, aunties and uncles I got there. So like I, when I went, bro, when I went to my family reunion, I swear it was too I was like, that's not my cousin, my mom's. <laughs> like, I was like, that's just, a, that's like, just a random motherfucker was, that showed up for the food. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, bro, bro, she don't look like none of us. Like, I swear <laughs> that, and there was this, I'm not even gonna be disrespectful. There was this bad chick, that, like, not to disrespect anybody else. But you know, there's like, yo, one of those cousins that is bad. <laughs> like, that's not my cousin. Like, I literally, like, oh, like, she's bad. That's not my cousin. My, my aunt came. Like, like I hope she's not my cousin. My aunt came. <laughs> like, yeah, this is your little, this is your first cousin. I was like, yeah, so we're blood blood related. So this ain't our name. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I ain't even gonna touch that. <laughs> I was tripping because I was, bro, like, I really spit game, first came. It was all wearing shirts. And there's actually some that were not like family, but like, there was like 10 of them that were not family. I was like, I mean, 250? <laughs> we got a big family, bro. I was like, this ain't possible, bro. This is not possible. Ten yeah. people out of two hundred and fifty people is not family. That's ridiculous, bro. And they're like, they, and ten people was like old people. I was like, what the hell? This is like, this You know, some family members that been, we call family, but you've been known it for like twenty years, ten years, bro. So long, so that's what you yeah. still call family. Yeah. I was like, excellent. And I, I realized that day, I was like, I got too much family. I never want to go to the East Coast without getting like, cause I know I was gonna get some trouble. I know if I would have went to um, Ohio State or Ohio, I wouldn't have trouble. I would have died. <laughs> 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 when I see me, I would have been killed. And then, you know, I ended up here. I'm very grateful. I ended up here. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Funny story. I took my own plane right here. This is my first time ever getting on like an actual plane. I always drove around. Uh huh. How was that? Because I know, you know, from my, my mother, my mother's flown on planes before, but she's never really comfortable with it. Uh, like, how was it your first time being on a flight? Did you have like a pretty chill experience or was it very nerve wracking? The funny thing is, bro, before I, like, I cannot make this up. Before I got on this flight, bro, I didn't know where my wallet was. No. So I'm kidding you. I was thinking, I was like, no. me and my sister was like, this is a sign, bro. You shouldn't even go to this college. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. I was thinking I was doing the same thing. But the funny thing is, my wallet was just under her seat. So all we had to do was look. It would have been pretty fine we saw it, but it was in the dark. Like, I, had to, I got an early morning flight. I was like, uh -huh. right, I ain't about to do this. This is fucking crazy. I was like, I was just chipping. I was like, hey, don't let me on the flight. They gonna think I'm killing me. I'm, gonna, I'm something. Something gonna go wrong. And I realized, I was like, 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 and they're just like, and we seen it, and I was 17 at the time. And they said, anybody under 17 can just show their, uh, like, high school ID or high school something. Oh. Or, like, just verify, like, like you're actually that. You know? Or if you're a minor, like, you can, you can, you can go by if you have somebody that's older than you. Oh. I was like, thank God. God. 
bro. Cause if I did, I was like, bro. Wow. I was imagine, like, God. Imagine how different the story be if that didn't happen. Like. That's what I'm saying. So like, it was crazy because my sister was like, my sister was like, look, look what God did, bro. I was thinking, look what God did. Did he get me? Sorry, or are you telling me to go? I was like, go, <laughs> So I went, whatever player ride. My Uber driver was my parents for that day, bro. My Uber driver took me from the airport SFO to Menlo, got me in my dorm, took me to my orientation, sat down with me, was chilling, bro. Wow. Asian young man, Filipino, bro. Chilling. No, everybody was, <laughs> I wouldn't even think like, bro. we didn't look alike at all. So I was just like, oh, he chilling. Come to my dorm, got me everything. You give him five stars, though? I gave him five stars and a $10 tip, bro. I blessed my thank him for that, though. But I didn't give it to him. I was like, my sister, I'm going to give you $10 back. Because I, I didn't have Uber. I didn't have Uber uh -huh. at the time. So I was yeah. like, chilling. So I was like, all right, bet, say less. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right. It was fun, though. I ain't going to lie. My first orientation was dope. I met some dope people. Still to this day, I still have them. Like Jamar, Jordan. They was happy, cool. Uh, Justice was cool. Cole was my man, bro. Me and Cole. Hawaii young bro, senior killer. Uh, me and him was talking the whole time we got there, bro. Yeah. The whole time we just chilling. So and then the rest is history, bro. And now I'm here to this day, three years in, happy as hell. Found my foundation, been well. Happy, like I'm really like truly happy. Like I came here. Uh, I wouldn't choose it any other way. I have no regrets in going to different schools. People still ask me to say, like, why do you go to those big schools? And I was like, you don't understand how much mental health goes into college. Like, yeah. Like, you have to be mentally you gotta, prepared. You gotta be mentally prepared for this <coughs> yeah. shit, man. And even when I was picking my colleges, <coughs> I recognized as much as, uh, you know, I applied for Stanford, I applied for the Ivy Leagues, and of course it'd be fantastic if I got into those. I also recognized at the same time that I mentally didn't have the capacity to... Uh, perform properly or perform at my best in a, in a larger school because you know I took I took the tours of you know UC Berkeley and all the all the other larger all the other larger colleges and I just I felt those so disconnected there were thousands of people flushing in and out you'd be sitting in a table full of, or not a table but you'd be sitting in a lecture hall full of literally hundreds not just like you know here you have about 30 or 40 people max we're talking hundreds of faces and hundreds of people just sitting while this person talks for about an hour, maybe hour and a half, and then they tell you to go do an assignment. It was just so disengaging. It was very disengaging for me. Yeah. And and God, God knows how hard it would have been to get a hold of that professor for an office hours or any help. Yeah, I had I had one time when I was uh, when I was doing the tour. I had asked the professor. I was like, you know, if they, if they, if your office hours are fully loaded or you're unavailable, like, do you, how else does someone get help? He's like, you know, find another tutor. And he's like, I was like, what happened? And he said, I was like, well, how's the tutoring program here? And he said, they're pretty packed too. And he's like, if that's it, that's just it. I was like, fuck. So I was like, it was kind of like on my own kind of thing. Here, you don't really have that. Which, uh, the the student the student classes are smaller, far more engaging. The teachers, you, you know, you actually get to make more of a connection with them. And that's what I enjoy. That's why I've, that's part of why I chose Memo here is because I knew that that was the kind of environment that I wanted to learn in and that would help propel me forward. So, yeah. So, but as you said, you have to have that mental awareness of what kind of environments that you most likely will thrive in. Yeah, you have to understand, like, what are you going to college for? Like, mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to college for really education. 
I was going like I was going to college to make connections. I don't see day my my auntie was sitting in my head that like bro, school is just a connection way to get into things. Like you you see how successful people work, you see how billionaires work, you see how billionaires work. They work differently. They work against the system. They don't work with that rat race, they work against rat race. They don't make they don't buy by the rules, they make their own rules. They make their so own, I took yeah. that old thing, I was like, I'm just making connections here. I really I was going to thrive of giving the education bigger because yeah. I did do I did do, I did do athletics and I did get some D two uh, D1 offers of getting of going to college and doing playing basketball or playing uh, doing track or doing volleyball. Okay. And I was like, I ain't gonna do that because I took the time of like I need I want to find a way of not not even being a typical like black person of like doing athletics or being entertainment. Just finding a business way. Finding a way that like it's it's uh, like I don't want the ball to stop rolling because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I don't I already know the ball is gonna be what I'm gonna do next. I want to I want to get rid of the ball already to see what I'm gonna do next. Because some people like you get the ball rolling and I like not applying all athletes that are still players to this day. They dope as heck, they cool as hell, some of them was cool. It's just me personally, I didn't like it. Like, yeah. I didn't want to do no athletics. Like, I was like, I'm not about to wake up that season morning, every morning, flexible my thing. Like I want to do my own stuff. I want to make my own classes. I want to yeah. have my own professors because it's it's it gets tired after a while. Like like my my coach put me into like a lot of sports, so I just I was just telling myself I'm like I'm done. Like I'm really like I, I love basketball to this day. Love basketball to this day. I have a passion for it still to this day. But I realize that it's time to stop. Like, it's, like you're not loving it no more. You're just doing it just because to do it now. Like, I'm kind of I'm done with this. So I just said, forget it. Let me, uh, let me find my way, like how to do business, how to do entrepreneurship, how to do things that keep the ball rolling. Like keep that thing coming. Being successful, helping some well in different ways, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna find out a way. Yeah. So making those connections, I still make connections to this day. Yeah. I'm happy, and I tell people to this day, I don't like school, period. But I love learning. I love how to do different things. I yeah. love meeting the people that I love. I love meeting people. I yeah. love hearing different stories. I love talking to new people. I love to interact and actually listen to these people. Yeah. Some people don't listen to these people. You actually have to listen to these people to understand mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad. You, I'm very glad that you say that because uh, I had mentioned in a previous episode that we got a, a lot of times we hear people, but we don't listen to what they're really saying. We're just waiting for our turn to talk. Yeah. And you know, I, I just see that's a common vibe that a lot of people have. It's like, you no, know, like, yeah, we're all cool with everybody. We might know somebody, but we're just we're. We're, we're hearing them. We ain't really listening to what they're what they're talking about, with their their motivations and everything. And so, you know, for for me, college wasn't just about getting the degree and walking out of here. It really is, as you said, connecting. It's all about the network. That degree can only go so far and and help you excel and get the things in life as much to to extent. Like it's really the people that you know here and you make long lasting connections with that are really gonna help help you through when you when you may least expect it. Either you reach out to them and they help you out, or they or they hit you up and they're like, hey, I got this startup that I'm working on, or 
hey, I got this project and I remember that we worked really well together. I was wondering if you want to be a part of it. And so those are the things that matter most uh, getting out of college is, is the connections. Of course, I love learning as well, but it's the, the connections are far more important, especially considering that this college is in the heart of Silicon Valley. This is exactly where we need to be. And you have to so, think about it, like, when you're done graduating, what do you get? It's a piece of paper. To say. And now it's a fancy piece of paper, but it's a piece of paper. No, it's really just to say that you did your four years here. What? Like, or you did your time here. Because some people don't graduate for you, so you did your time here. Mm hmm. <laughs> like, bro, like, like people say now to that this is the master's is a new bachelor's. Like, you get a bachelor's. For real. For real, I mean, work at McDonald's that's why that's McDonald's. why I plan on going to law school because a bachelor's is barely a bachelor's is just a fucking shit, a high school degree it's as far as I'm concerned. It's and then the, so a bachelor's is the high school diploma, and then the master's is the bachelor's, and then jobs decide. Oh, maybe I'll look at him. Oh, they think about it in their future. What the PhD is going to be the new bachelor's, bro? You won't be a, you won't be in school for twelve years just to get a back just to get a PhD and be like, oh. Just so, just so a company might look at you? That's like, what I was like. I realized, like, bro, a piece of paper. Like, when I graduated from high school, I realized, like, this piece of paper ain't shit. <laughs> who, did I, who did I actually meet here? That's what I'm saying. I'm genuinely, these are my, this is my brother, or this is my next person that I want to invest in, yeah. I want to reach out, and can help me. Like, when I actually touch a piece of paper, I was like, this ain't nothing. <laughs> like, this is, this is really much nothing. Yeah. Like, to this day, I'm, I like I really don't like you know how people put their bachelor's, bachelor's on the wall. Like I'm put my certificate that says I have finished the course. I would rather put my my attendance than my certificate on the piece on the wall because I took my attendance because I'm here every day. So that gives me guarantee that I will be successful in your workplace because I'm here every day instead of saying oh, I like my bachelor's. I like I got that. my bachelor's degree, but I was I was absent twenty four seven. I have met truly dumb people with that PhDs, and I've met truly geniuses, homeless. It's kind of ridiculous how people do things because I see how people can be smart in education, but people can't be smart in life. Oh yeah, that's like it's like I get beat chills with what I just said, bro. People cannot be people who are smart in education, but some people are not smart. In life. You know, I, I call that with myself is that I tend to be uh, far more book smart than street smart. And I had, I had to learn quick because of the situations that I'd be put in. But yeah, you're, you're right, man. But it's not yeah. just street smart, it's life smart. Like, yeah. You have to be life smart. maturity. There's still not, not many people here, but there's still a lot of people here who think just because they're getting older means that they're more mature right. that, or that they're wiser. Like, oh, I'm, tw or I'm 22 or I'm, I'm 19. I, I'm, a, I'm a grown adult. Yeah, legally under the United States of America, you're an adult. That doesn't mean that you still aren't acting like a spoiled brat. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it amazes me because there's people who are older than me who I've met who will be in their 30s or 40s or so, or they'll have a PhD. They're on paper, they'll look fantastic. But they're some of the rudest, coldest, and sometimes inept people that I've ever met. They're, they act like children. And like it's like, yeah, they, they learned a lot throughout their times in college, but they only learned what was through the books. They didn't really learn how to, how to effectively communicate with another person. They didn't learn how to uh, express more generosity and honesty. They just, 
Yeah, social skills. A lot of people are lacking social skills, man. And some people are still eating up drama like it's the Kardashians and shit. It's like the reason the Kardashians are popular is because they're feeding off a drama that ain't gonna matter in the next day or the next month or the next year. But people will rather focus on the drama and the judgment talking about people here. People would rather focus on the drama and judgment and gossip than they do on actually focusing on their own damn lives. And it it, it amazes me. We're in the system. We're in the system. Like, we're literally in the system of, like, yeah, we're not doing this much I went to Stanford, bro. I, or, like, in general, bro, I, I act different. People are like, oh, oh, he's different. He's doing different things. Like, he's different. He's he's different. Like, I don't, I don't like, he's awkwardly. Oh, he's too loud or he's too this. Mm-hmm. Okay. The point is, like, yeah. What what is what is your mainly point? Uh -huh. I'm acting different because I am different. I don't want to be like that. I would never want to be in a race. I don't want to be in your race. I want to be in my own way. I want to be in my own track. I want to be in my own successful thing. Yeah. I'm not in your place. And that's kind of funny thing is like when people act different from society, society throws them away. But you realize. Yeah. Society it, society champions this idea of oh we all need to be different, and then when someone comes along trying to be themselves and create create their own identity and their own legacy, they look at you kind of with disgust, like who the fuck you think you are to, to be yourself, you it's, know? But it's funny because when you get thrown from society, you get looked back at society because society has to look back at you and like, what did he do differently? They're afraid, they're scared, they don't know what to do. They didn't have the courage to be different. They still don't have the courage because they're still comfortable in their own system. People have to be uncomfortable being yourself. You gotta be yourself, no matter what. Like once you feel, if you get comfortable not being yourself, then you're in the society. You're feel comfortable. You're doing things. You got a nine to five job. You're working your money. You get a nice little pay. You get a nice little home. But what is that gonna do? Like if you didn't, if you're not happy for yourself, you're not happy for no one else. Like you have to be genuinely being yourself. You don't be yourself, you won't be happy. And it doesn't matter how many people chip away off of you, your friends, your family, but you still be yourself and you have to you're happy for yourself. You cannot not be happy for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you let's say you get into a career of something else, of not of what you're doing, of not making you happy, but it's making you some great money. Mm -hmm. What is money for? You're not happy. Yeah, a lot of people have this concept that money brings happiness. No, money just brings, for me, uh, money. Go ahead. Money brings happiness for the moment. Money doesn't bring happiness for a lifetime. I like, how, I like how you put that. People say money is not happy. Money makes people happy. Money can really make you happy. I ain't gonna lie. If someone, is, you know, if someone, if someone walked into this room right now and just handed me 200 bucks and then walked away, yeah, that, I'd be pretty fucking happy. happy. <laughs> oh, here's a $200. There's 200 Hey, thousand a check right here. You here you go. You're going to be happy for that. Yeah. You're going to be doing things. Yeah. But if this with this two hundred k or this two billion give you a check and you have to not be happy for the rest of your life, what would you take? Holy shit! Well, what would you take? Two billion know. or happiness? I take my happiness, man. Of course. Yeah. Because you see people that are not happy that are rich as hell. See people that are happy for making a hundred k a year. Why is that different? Because they see they have two different ideas. They have two different visions. They have two different happinesses: happiness for the moment, happiness for life. You have to think differently in general. You have to be happy for yourself. 
if you're not happy for yourself, you're not happy for no one else. Literally, if you, if people start, if you start giving to people and you're not facing, if you're facing other people and you're not facing yourself, that's doing, you're doing the total opposite. You're basically helping them with your insecurities. Mm, damn. That's deep, man. So yeah, you know another another thing I wanted to ask you is how was it socially fitting in and fitting in being one of the few black people on campus? Because when I when I came here and you know I met up with Denzel. Denzel's hella cool. Shout out shout out to Denzel by the way, man. I, ho- I hope you living. I hope nah, you living well, dog. Yeah, yeah, baby. He didn't get me to guy you cocky when he came down here. Nah, 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 that's an uncle for life, bro. That's yeah. an uncle for life. I yeah. I literally do say. I can say some uncles that I have and not say uncle for life. That is an uncle for life. Yeah. Nah, Den- Denzel's the homie, man. So anyways, when I met Denzel and, the, and uh, Alec, you remember yeah, Alex? Alex? Yeah, Alex so, my dad. Alec, yeah, Alex, Alex, dad, Alex is the guy. He was, he was a dad. He, yeah, he's, 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 he's that dad. guy. So yeah, well, we, uh, we were the small squad that started up the, the BSU. Uh, B-Men? Then, yeah, B-Men. Yeah. B-Men. It was, it was called B-Men at the time, and now it's called Block. Block. Uh, and yeah. so we did a... Uh, we did a survey to figure out exactly how many black students there were on campus. And it was like 48. 48. 48. We were planning on making it a shirt and like wearing it for black students. So it was like <laughs> it was our thing. Like he would and it would just, he wouldn't say anything. He'd just have those, it would just have that number, 48. And I was like, damn, there's really less than 50 fucking people on this campus. And now there's a, it, it was a small campus, but still 50 people, less than 50 out of an entire population of nearly 700 or 800 people at the time. That is less than less of a percent. Less than less of a percent. And so I had a very difficult time fitting in because, you know, for me, the way I, the way I carry myself, my friend put it in a funny way too, because he's light skinned, he was like, you too white for the, you too white for the black folk, but you too black for the white folk. And that's, a, it's, a, it's been a constant battle for me. Now I have a little more control over my emotions and how I uh, how I perceive myself. So uh, the the perceptions of other people don't affect me as as much as they did in the past. But you know it was really difficult for me to adjust this because I didn't feel like I belong anywhere, bro. Like, well, white people would say white people say, uh, look at me and wonder how I got into it because at the time it was predominantly white. Now yeah, there's Hawaiians here and they talk about how how diverse this college is, but let's face it. We're in a we're in a rich white neighborhood, and especially now it's far more diverse than it was back then in freshman year. But, still, but it's still, still, still at the end of the day, yeah, it was predominantly predominantly <laughs> predominantly white. And I mean, yeah, look at the staff, especially <laughs> staff freshman fucking year. Like, Jesus Christ! As I said, you know, I don't, I don't even like using this term, but like I wasn't for for black people. They didn't see me as black enough. They were like, oh, you, oh, you bougie, you, you, you whitewashed. <laughs> Because of how I talk and, and just how you know I don't come off as aggressive or assertive, I like I come with you I, I come at you with respect. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, you pronounce trying to your words. I pronounce I pronounce my words. I I ain't throwing the n word around every other sentence. That was another thing for me is uh, is using the n word constantly. And it was like because I didn't do all of that, black people say, oh oh, I'm whitewashed. I'm whitewashed. And it was like. You know, I got really, I got really upset when people would uh, tell me that. But the way I throw it back at them is, you know, I, I, they tell me I whitewash. I, I would say, so being civilized and intelligent and carrying myself with a sense of respect and keeping a belt around my pants instead of letting it sag around and see my underwear and shit. That, for you, for you, that that's what a black person. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's what that's uh, what whitewash is. Bro, I see that. And they and they get pissed off at me, and it's like, well, no. And I tell them no. I said, for you being black is basically meaning being uncivilized and and, uh, and throwing slang around and and not having and not having a knowledge of self and a respect for yourself. I said, if that's what being black is, then I don't want to be black. <laughs> I'd like to ha I'd like to know who I am and be proud of it instead of fitting into a group for the sake of feeling accepted. You know, and so, but, but yeah, I just, I wanted to ask you, like, how was it trying, trying to fit in with, with that dynamic of just the uh, black people and white people on campus? Because I was accepted barely by either side. <laughs> uh, I, I got accepted because I was a nice person, but in general, um, yeah, I definitely got uh, with the black people. Uh, it was definitely, it was definitely all more the same, the one all around, being that person. Uh, but I grew up in that mentality. I grew up always saying that word. I grew up to be justice, black justice. I always, always grew up with that. Mm -hmm. So I always grew up with the uh, gutters, the ghettos, like all that. I never got it considered as a black, successful, black educated man. There's two differences between the N-word and the black educated man. So people don't understand that. People want the N-word because, I don't know if we can say this on broadcast. Can we say this, the N-word on broadcast? I'll let it slide, and if they don't, I'll, I'll redo it and edit it out. Go for it. All right, bet. So people want niggas, but people do not want successful black men. Mm -hmm. because, but they don't see it because they're clouded. Their judgment is clouded. They're, yeah. they're all, like, black people are just like, uh, no, like, we don't want this proper man to help us out. He doesn't want this man. No. We're not changing. Well, I'm not trying to be that nigga because you see how far a nigga can go. Yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't go that far. So we have to be such black, black, educated men. There's a difference because I'm not code switching. I'm not putting on a mask for these black people. I'm still being black, but I'm educated. Yeah. I'm more sophisticated. I'm more knowledgeable. People get it different. You're clouded. Like niggas. Da, 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 I do all this, yeah, gang, gang. I pop bottles. I do what I gotta do. I get all these females like, oh, bro, what you, what you, what you got to back up? What's your money looking like? Uh huh. Are you selling dope or you, or yeah. you actually making running your own business? Yeah, you know the common thing that was told to me was that if I wasn't told that I was whitewashed, I was told that I wasn't, especially from black people. I was told that I wasn't a real nigga. Like, and I, I used to, I used to get really hurt by that because to me that just meant, it didn't mean like, in just the term real nigga. It, to me that meant you aren't black. Yeah. And that hurt me because I've, I've still been trying to I, figure out like where I fit in this world. And it's obvious that I know that I'm African American, my background. And so to be denounced from people from my own, from my own culture made me feel even more alone on this campus. Cause it's like, fuck, I got no support from anybody. And so people would tell me, oh, you, you, you whitewash, you, you ain't a real nigga, a real nigga, this, da, da, da. So, I, you know, they used it to a point where its effectiveness wore off on me. They'd be like, oh, bitch ass nigga, da, 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 you can't, you can't do shit, or you, you ain't from the hood. Man, I had people pistol whipped and shot outside my house like it was nothing on a daily basis. Just because I'm from a shitty neighborhood don't mean I gotta act like it. I think I consider that as well because I came from shitty neighborhood. I came from gang violence. I'm big gang violence. I, I say now, like, I got it at a very young time of getting there. Of like, you're not a nigga. You're not a real nigga. I don't pertain to you. 
I don't like if you want to really say a real nigga, real nigga just take care of his family. A real nigga take care of what he got to do. Mm-hmm. A real nigga is disciplined and successful no matter what. So mm-hmm. if you want to say a real nigga, that's a real nigga to me. People are not real to me. So I also say when I when people say I'm not a nigga, alright, I'm a black educated man. Yeah. You can't say that. You can't take that from me. Mm-hmm. You can't take that from me. That's why that's that arrogance with people. When people always say like, oh you're not a real nigga. You're not a nigga. Alright, man. I'm a black educated man. You can't take that from me. No, you not. All right, then I'm going to college and what I gotta do. I'm being successful. I got my CEO. What you else? Yeah. And I'm black, and I I pertain to be black, and I am black all around. Yeah, so yeah. What you what you gotta say now? What you gotta say now? And like, and like, I took it so young because I was in that. I was in that arrogance. I was in that cloud of thing. So I like, I just realized at a very young age, I I don't care to. I don't care to be called a nigga. I don't care to call. I don't care to be called a nigga. Like, oh, you're not a real nigga? Okay. I'm a black educated man. What you got to say now? Yeah. In general, I'm still black to this day. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't want to own me, the white people ain't own me, so I'm owning myself. I don't care what you want to say. And that's what comes with the, that's what comes with uh, being a light skin, because it's really hard. Like, dark skins is harder. Dark skin, light skin, they both have hard shifts, no matter what. Yeah, I also, I, I, I hate this concept that one side's got it better than the other. Like, like, we we all black at the end of the day. Like we ain't we ain't got it easy. <laughs> Neither side's got it easy, and so I don't. I still have yet to understand where this concept of dark skin versus light skin even came into existence. Because the way I see it is just deep seated racism and self hatred so embedded into our own society that they successfully pinned us against each other. That we're that we're looking at each other and saying fuck you, no fuck you. And then the higher up racist people are like, yeah, loving keep it. doing that. Loving They're loving it. it. They're loving, loving it. it. Like they eating the shit up. Bro, like Crips and Bloods, bro. They're a community. It wasn't a gang. It wasn't gang. It wasn't gang violence. The white people, the government, boom, boom. All right, we're gang. Now y'all gang violence. Y'all attacking each other. And I love it because y'all attacking your own black people. In general, bro, we're, we are literally put out to like light skin. It wasn't gang violence. I was light skin, we dark skin. I do not care about life in this person. Like, I don't. I don't give a really shit don't. about that. You man. call me a simp, all right, bet. Say less. Like you call me a simp around my woman, all right, yeah, because I'm treating my woman right. I want to be like. I want my woman to be happy and sexual, mm-hmm. protected. Because okay, I'll be a simp. All right, I bet you when closed doors be around, you crying like a bitch. I <laughs> they like at the end of the day. You asking her to come you, hold you? If you really, if you really have a good, good and great female, bro, you're going to have that simple side. So yeah, and you I, should because when you're when you have a partner that you connect with like that, you should feel comfortable opening up that level of sensitivity yeah. to a woman. And I, I know some people that I know some white that's too sensitive. <laughs> I know some dude that I know some dark skins that's too sensitive. I know that <laughs> like I know there's a difference between too sensitive and being just enough sensitive. Like I said, like at the end of the day, no woman should be should know your emotions and know that she's protected at the same time because uh-huh. like. If she, if you don't communicate, if you're mad or sad or like you don't have emotion, what's she there for, bro? What is she there to help you with? Mm-hmm. Because women pour out their heart like it's water when you have that man. So what does the man do? Take it? What else? You can go so far on protection. Yeah. You only can go so far without communicating. Bro, I barely, you can barely probably go a month without communicating. Barely. Barely. <laughs> a, a month is a, is an overstatement, you know? <laughs> it's an extra. I was... Like me and my girl, bro. Like we, we talked, and I was like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't go, but I communicated. 
So I just, I just took it to that. I was like, nah, I gotta communicate. And I yeah. gotta do things. And it's like, it's really, it's easy, really, like when you talk to people, because nowadays, man, people don't show emotions. People yeah. don't show this. People yeah. talk about education. So yeah, bro, what's your major? Oh yeah, this. Bro, how are your day going? Like, what like, you up how, to? How are you feeling internally you about your feeling, life? Like, bro. that's the shit that I like, care what's about. What's good, I don't, like, I don't get with these people. Like, yeah. All this business stuff like, well, it's like, how are you doing? And as far as the, as far as your, as far as your statement on the communication goes, there's also another extreme to where, you know, my, uh, my ex wanted me to talk her every waking moment. She wanted me, she wanted me to, like, FaceTime and text her uh, during, during my breaks on work. Uh, the second I got off work, uh, when I woke up, and it was just like you That's know, this, you know, for for me it was flattering at the time because I didn't really uh, the way I saw it was like oh she like she really cares about me she wants to talk after a certain period of time it got exhausting for me because there was just it got to a point where I felt boring like I didn't really have anything to say like I said there's got to be there's got to be a healthy level of distance. Because it got to a point where, like, we just be getting silent on the phones, and so I would. She she got upset at me because, like, sometimes I'd be like, I gotta go or I gotta take this, and uh, she she took that as me not wanting to talk to her, and that wasn't the case at all. The reason why I got off the phone was because I was afraid that I would become redundant, and that you know I don't I don't do that thing where you just like you know I've seen people like Facetime their chick and they're just like laying in bed. And they're just looking at each other and it's dead silent. I don't do that shit. So I think that shit's on it. I think that shit's unhealthy. It's a waste of time. You staring at you staring at your girl or your you your man for money. nothing? You could be doing something else. You could be you could be doing you both it both sides. That's the other thing. It's not that you could be more productive. Both sides could be more productive. She could be going out and working on improving her life, and I could be going out working on improving mine. And then at the end of the day, we come together and talk and say, hey, how you doing? Because we actually got some shit to talk about. I, Not just silently stare at each other or or give the same compliments. That is perfect, bro. I'm telling you with uh but now nah, it's really um both ways. Uh you have to understand you have to tell the other significant other because sometimes you have to. So you have to tell the significant other, like, hey, we need we need to be productive. We need to do things. Like I don't want to be on my phone. And just calling you and we're just dead silent. Like, don't get me wrong, I do love that you're there. Yeah, of but course. We have things to do, we have life to live. There's, like, there's, there's so, so much more to life. And then there, at the end of the day, you're still mine. And like, yeah. we're still each other's. That was, that's still what each it, other's. So, like, no matter what, I'm going to tell you about everything that I did. Of course. Like, I was, for me, I wasn't going anywhere. No. I was I was still going to hit her up regardless. But, but it was like... It's a little bit of some women's insecurities or some men's insecurities. Uh-huh. Because they want to talk nonstop. They want to know everything about you. They want to know, like, they want to know everything every day. Yeah. Like, you just have to tell them, ah, yeah. you can't sugarcoat. You can't sugarcoat. I, okay. I understand that now. You can't sugarcoat the you gotta, you, you gotta to, put, you gotta lay that line. You gotta be like, hey, I can't do this because it, like, we're not, we're not productive. And I see there, and there's nothing wrong of seeing somebody, but there's something wrong of seeing somebody too much. Like the mm-hmm. woman that you love, you don't, you don't care about her too much. But you, that, that's your wife. You see her every day, but they understand that like you gotta do something. You have things. Mm-hmm. You can't be a lay at home. You can't be on the phone for 27 and not be productive. Because a woman really wants a man that's doing something, and a woman, yeah. and a man wants a woman that's really doing something. Yeah. A man or a woman does not want a lazy person. And I would try to, I would try to cut the conversation short. She is disrespect, and it was like, 
I was trying to make it so that like I was doing it for me because I was like I don't want to be boring to her like I got, it got to a point where you're talking so much I was like I don't have any more to say about myself and like I didn't want my lack of communication or lack of anything to say for her uh, to be a reason for her to say you know oh this guy's boring or oh maybe maybe we shouldn't be together like that, that was my biggest fear and so I, I'd cut her short and then she'd turn around and bark at me about not talking to her enough and I was like I'm trying to trying to create distance we never we never really had a healthy distance that, that was one of the biggest problems i think you just have to like with those relationships you have to it's a catch you have to be direct with it you have to talk you have like like if she or he or she doesn't understand it then you have to tell them now you're insecure about something that we have to figure out a different way because i have i've met people that like that like i've met some people but like I met some females that were just insecure mm -hmm. of like just where like always want to talk to me, always want to do this. I'm like, I got life. I got things to do. Yeah. I got people to see, I got people to see. And I can't be on the phone and be like, yeah, I'm doing this. No, I don't have time for that. No. I am a busy person. Like, yeah. I am. And I, and I think you got to come to understanding that men and women need to understand that we are busy. We have, we have lives. We have and if lives. if we don't talk for that whole day, it's fine. It shouldn't be fine. Should it be shouldn't fine. be the end of the relationship. Because if it takes a day of, of no communication or not talking to me for you to feel like I love you any less, then there is, there's no real relationship to begin with there. Because if, if your emotions can switch on me that quickly and you and you undermine my level of commitment to you just because I didn't get to talk to you today because I was going back to back from, from jobs to meetings and events and stuff. And it takes a day of me doing that for you to feel like I love you any less than, yeah. It's a level of trust. Like I say, you have to put that trust into her or he or she into her. And then you have to, like me and you know, I talked to my brother and sister, my, my logical blood brother and sister for 15 minutes. I'll talk to you for an hour. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's like, like I don't like I don't talk like I love my family, mm -hmm. like I love them to death. Uh, yeah, once I same make way, money, like, I want them, like I want them to get houses and stuff. But I don't talk to them every day because they know I'm on the grind and you're on the grind. Yes, mm -hmm. you are my girl, but you have to understand that it ain't easy. Like it's not like, especially as in a person that doesn't know. Something. Yeah. Oh, let me figure this out. Let me get some things started. And then there's sometimes you just have to find your own balance. Sometimes you just have to, like, you can't. Like, sometimes it's like when insecurities happen, you have to fight it. Sometimes you can fight it with, your, with the person that you are your partner with, or you just have to fight it yourself. Mm -hmm. There's some level of insecurities that people, men and women, women do that they have to fight themselves because they have to understand that they're not their ex. They would never be the person that did them wrong. They're not their ex. They, they, Thank they, you. they don't. They don't. Un, they don't understand. You have to. It's a level of. I'm here for you. I'm here to make you grow. I'm here to trust you. I'm here to do all this for you. I put. A, I put what's on. I put you. I put something on the plate. I put something on the table. And I. I, I took every. I did every checklist that uh -huh. you wanted. Now you have to recommend a like, What did you? What did you? What did you put? What are some things that you want to take up? What are some things that you have to learn? Because in general, if you if your relationship is on a steady thing and nothing is growing, that relationship will never last. Yeah. And if you're on a relationship that's downhill and that's making you like insecure more about things or like making you 
don't define yourself and not ask me why and she and like he's doing that or she's doing that. Like really for me, I can go a week without talking to my girl. <laughs> and like it's it's left something sad, but like I have to come to an understanding that like I can't do that. I really can't do that at all. Because if I do Dude's <laughs> just like I am like I'm like, ah, I'm shit, I here. can't do all that. Like, I can't yeah. do it. Because I can really do a week without talking to you. I can really do two months without talking to you. I can do a whole thing without... I don't like calling people, bro. I don't like... I don't really like calling people. Like, I can do something else. But <laughs> it takes the level of how much love I have for you. So when I call you, it's like... This... When I call you, when I got you, it's here. So when you're, when you're reaching, when you're contacting someone or when you're calling them, that it has meaning because they know that you don't do it often and you wouldn't do it if there wasn't something, if there wasn't a serious level of effort of trying and trying to reach that person. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't believe calling somebody every day. I don't believe calling somebody every day. Because you get tired of it. You get tired of it. You call your roommate every day, you call your mom every day, you get tired of it. You call your daddy every day, you get tired of it. You call him once a week, that makes sense. Again, but healthy you distance. Healthy, like, healthy, you distance. healthy distance. You have to, we have to make sense of Myself, my loved ones, my life. Myself, my loved ones, or like not my life, but like my my career, my job. Like you have to make time for yourself. Because if you don't make time for yourself in anything that you do, you will be lost in your sauce. And it's funny that you're lost in your sauce. Not in no one else. You're lost in yours because you're running it. Mm -hmm. So don't get lost. Yeah. Find a peaceful way. That's why I, I tell people all the time, like, if you're in a relationship, you're going to have that time of like yourself. Because you need it for yourself. Because you need to be you need to be ready to take those battles on you. Uh -huh. <laughs> like some battles, some men don't even taste sometimes, man. I swear when I hear when I hear like girls arguing about I'm like, bro, just don't just don't you lose it. <laughs> or even a woman like, bro, you're losing. Don't fight it. Please don't. But like I said, a happy partner is a happy, more so a happy life. Yeah. So there's just some battles that you just can't fight. Yeah. You know, Will, uh, Will Smith. I think it was during an interview he mentioned because uh, he was responding to a question about you know so how he still don't know one. Huh? He's still, he still don't know his wife like that. Well, uh, well, I don't know, but what, what he what, what he said it was a motivational quote kind of thing, and so yeah, he, they were the the interviewer had asked like you know how do you, how do you have a healthy relationship or like how have you stayed with your wife for so long, and so at the time he said you know it's not your job to make your spouse or the person you're with happy. You are, you two are supposed to be individually happy and then come together and build that happiness. You see, you don't rely on one another to provide that. And so, you know, I thought I thought that was pretty deep and, and definitely something that that should be should should be more common in relationships. That's like and like how I wanna how I broke that down as well because I, I saw that too. I broke it down is you gotta be you gotta be happy to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not happy to be alone, how you gonna be happy to be yourself? You you're like gonna have to work it twenty four seven. Yeah. Insecurities. You're not happy to be alone. You're not happy to be with your friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I've, I've, I've told myself like I needed because I took a lot of this time, especially during the uh, especially during the the fall semester and winter break, to just learn to love myself again. Because I I I told like I said I told myself this. I was like, if I don't know how to love myself, how am I? How can I expect to love someone else? 
I said, shut up, bro. Like, you have to be happy. I have to be happy with you. And, like, at the end of the day, I tell people, like, be happy about it. People tell me, like, bro, like, I'm about to find true happiness, so I'm about to go, like, get a girl. Bro, that's not going to make you happy. Happy being alone. Happy is being alone. Being with the person that you love, and it has to be yourself. Because you can't be, if you're not happy with yourself, you're not happy at all. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you, how are you, like I said, how are you going to build a foundation for someone else if, you, if, you're, if yours is like us? Uh, if your foundation if is like on a downhill muddy, slope, downhill it's muddy. Downhill slope, muddy, like uh, quicksand coming in, like, Quicks, you, yeah. you can't do that to yourself. You're not doing that to yourself. Be happy alone. So when, <laughs> hey, sometimes my girl be hating me, I'll be like, yeah, I gotta get warmed up, but she, like, she understands it. Like, you have to be happy alone. I'm a happy alone. I'm bored. That's why I said I can't. I don't have to call him 24 7, 24 I gotta call him just to like, just because my, it's my instinct, like to call somebody, like make sure you're okay. Because I have, I have so many loved ones, I have so many that I care about. Yeah. That like, it can be a year and I'm like, I call somebody. I call somebody every different day. Like, it can be a whole year and I call somebody every different day. So like, I have to do that. I want to. This week, I have to. I would love, I love, I love hey, how you doing because that's doing okay. And it can be 15, it can be two hours, it can be an hour, it can be almost damn near a whole day. Alright, I'm done. Because if I don't do that to myself, if I don't do that to myself, because I because I'm really happy for myself and I wanna make sure everybody else happy. If I don't do it for myself, I'm, I'm, I'm you would never hear me. Like me and you bro, you would never hear me. I would be in my room playing games, <laughs> doing what I gotta do. Like nobody would know about me. Like I just have to understand like I'm happy. In the floor, I was like, I'm happy, bro. And I can say that because it was last year that I figured out, like, when I was always by myself, I was like, I gotta do something, I gotta do something, I gotta do something. But I'm just like, you chilling. Yeah. You really chilling? You been chilling. And, like, I've been through so much hardship. So much. Like, I don't think, I think it's so much to bear that a lot of people can't do this. And I, I love that I can say I, I have a lot of hardship because it grew to the person I am today. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm grateful for the, in a way, I'm grateful for the pain and the, and the problems that I've faced too, because obviously the, the problems that I'm facing now are the problems that I've faced in the past, no matter how big or small, they're ultimately what made me who I am today. And so I actually thank those who put me through those through those tough times. Fuck you, but thank you. Like, because you, you, you forced me to grow. You forced me to improve. You made me who I am today. At the end of the day, uh, like I told you, bro, I don't, I, I don't want to be where I was at five years ago. I don't want to be at where I was two years ago. Oh, I don't yeah. want to be where I, I don't want to be like comfortable being in that situation. I would never want to be comfortable in that situation. So I grew myself up, like, like I, I told people, bro, I would, like my mom passed away, my stepdad passed away, my uncle passed away, my cousins passed away, my auntie passed away to this day. One of my best friend's father passed away this year, last year. One of my good friend's mothers passed away the year before that. I have been through so much hardship by a great friend from a friend. Like they all, like three people passed away in one month last year. That's rough, man. And like these are people that I truly considered as like a father figure or like somebody that I talked to deeply. Like people, like people have to understand. Like you gotta take every like, you gotta take day, 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 but I'm still you gotta have a future. But I see other, mm-hmm. I see all those deaths, and I see all this when I've been through like hurt before. I've been out sleeping outside. I've been eating shoot bread maybe sometimes. 
where I gotta wipe off the mold and the bread and eat that, where I gotta live with roaches, where I gotta live with other things. People don't understand, bro, you should be happy right here. Cause I lived with roaches for four years. So when I seen this, I was like, my bed. I don't know if you saw that movie, my bed. Yeah, people, people that have the nerve to say my life is hard. My life is hard, bro. Living with roaches is so horrible. Alright, <laughs> I gotta sleep. Like, you don't know what's <laughs> gonna be in your ear. You don't know things like. And I think, like, what I see now, I'm just like, uh, I'm thankful. Very thankful. Like, mm -hmm. people, people despise little things. And I, I appreciate little things. Yeah. Waking up today, bro. Like, I tell people, 500, 500 people probably died today. 10 was probably from starvation. 10 was probably from not eating. 10 was probably from animals. Tim probably didn't have food. Tim didn't have a food over there. Somebody got I, shot. Somebody, somebody got, somebody shot. got hit. T-bone, whatever the fuck. Somebody's life in jail. And as me, as a black man, life in jail is, is, is a high chance for me. So I have to take, I'm taking day by day daily, but I'm still thinking about the future. And I, like, and yeah, it, it really does hurt to say, cause like, when I seen that, when I seen, bro, there was this man that a cousin killed him. Their cousin. He was about to graduate. Not even in 24 hours. In 10 hours, he was about to graduate. He was functional shower and clean water. I don't think people understand about, do you know about the five minute hot shower? <laughs> do you know five minutes, you look like a hot shower, you gotta wait another hour just to get another five minutes of hot shower? And the rest is going like, I don't think people understand that. Like, oh, dude. You gotta, you gotta, like, and sometimes, yes, my life, yes, I do get a little bougie. 
But I want to get a little bougie because where I came from, nah, I ain't doing no high five minute showers <laughs> ever again. Yeah. But I think like if I have to, I have to, bro. Like five minutes, what up? One person had cold, it was a cold shower. Yeah, that's a cold shower. People was like, oh, they turned off the hot water. I was like, I hear not shower no more. I'm disgusting, bro. I just want to play all these sports. I was like, oh, take your damn, damn shower, you nasty I don't ass. Here, bro, if it's cold. But he's like, bro, I had, yeah, I had similar situations too, especially at home. Like sometimes our heater be broke. Our heater be broke, and you just bro. like. You, you, I'm not going through the day smelling like shit. That is, it's like, of course, yeah, it feels like a fucking ice bath. But at the end of the day, I got working water. There's people, there's people who are in this city or in this state, in other countries that wish that we had the problems that we are facing. And it, you know, that's why, that's why I'm ultimately grateful. And and it's also why I kind of. I kind of, I kind of pity those who, who, who complain about the small things and the little the things. things. They're the smallest things. I, I didn't get this. I didn't get. Or like when they said, "Oh, bro, why the calf was trapped? I mean, like I say it too. But don't I say it too. Like I, I mean, say it too. But I understand. I'm still eating it. Bro, yeah. Like I'm still, I'm still <laughs> thankful for the fact that I got That's some food, food because if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the shitty cafeteria food, my ass be starving. My ass would be starving. And so, you know, the funniest thing is, is that people will complain on this campus. Oh, the food is garbage. The food is garbage. The food is garbage. What's the first thing that happens when the cafeteria is not open? I'm hungry. Where am I supposed to eat? Why isn't this open? Why me? Bitch, you've been complaining for the past week and a half. Get your ass out of here. Yeah, I started asking about Especially, like, when it's bro. Like people, my bed cricket. Oh, I don't, like why do I have not have a dresser? Or my, my, my bed's rough. Yeah, my my the bed's here. Feels like I'm sleeping on a cardboard box sometimes. But bro, I, I'm being honest with you. I didn't have a bed at certain points. My ass slept on the floor. I had a blanket, a pillow, and another blanket, and that was it. Sometimes that was it. Sometimes for me, I was praying to God and thanking Him when I had enough to get a bed in my own fucking room. And when you come from places like that, when you come from hardships to where you're wondering whether or not you're going to have hot water to cook with, or you got fucking rats and roaches crawling around and crawling around in your attics and, and you got to put traps down and shit, or you got to like, people, people don't understand. And I don't even like talking about it because I don't want anybody to feel bad for me or feel sorry for me. This but is, like, I so just, the shit different. I've gone through makes me grateful for everything. And I, like, it makes it so that I am incapable of having the nerve to complain about my life now. Because ultimately, yeah, I have some rough days. Or yeah, there's small things that kind of tick me off. But this life is far better than worrying about my survival. Like, bro, I've been in Hay I didn't get out of Hayward until junior year. Junior year, I've been dealing with that crazy ass gang infested place for nearly a decade. I've been in that shit. And so when I get over here and I hear people complaining about, oh, there's no hot water, or, oh, the food's trash. Yeah, I occasionally complain about the food too. It could be better, but we got it. We got it. They take, there's so many things that people take for granted here and it astounds me. And of course, my, my thing is that I never hope that someone goes through what I had to go to to just appreciate their life. Yeah, but as a matter of fact, bro, like, I've been doing this since I was senior year. Like, I had to graduate. Just understand that, like, it's a better life out there for me. And also, though, like, 
like I had, I was living with all this. I had a bed when I was younger. I was grateful. Um, I didn't have my, I never had my own room, ever, ever. But like, as soon as I hit like seven, I slept on the couch. I slept with my brother. My brother's six one, six two. We slept in one bed together. We slept on the couch together. We slept on the floor together. We had lunches to board, bro. And we, bro, we didn't have a lot of clothes. My hand, I had hand-me-downs and like, stuff that I wanted to buy from like my gifts. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had, bro, lunches getting me food, bro. We had to eat that food the day of. We couldn't eat that food the next day because it would have been Because the roaches would have been all over infection. it. And we had, bro, we had roaches me in our shower. It was crazy how roaches come, bro. Like, it was, it was, it was very infestated, bro. I lived on uh, stilts. I don't know what y'all, I don't know if you know stilts. Stilts is like a place I had back on the camp. I had bug worms. I had ants. I had where those snakes come. I had rats. We had, what else? We had, um, we had possums come to our porch. We had, we had, we had some stuff, bro. You had some shit. So, like, bro, our garage was, like, filled with absolutely everything. Or we had, uh, we had two cars barely function. Like, I think at the end of the day, but I was thankful when I came here. I was like, I got my own bed. Yeah. I got drawers for myself. I have a TV for myself. I have an Xbox for myself. I have things for myself. Bro, I have a lot for myself, bro. So when people be like, oh, I touched that ugly shower. My ass, yo, that Get me in that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, there's some hair caught in the drain. Sometimes I wish all that was caught in the drain was hair. The karachis, bro. Water bugs. I don't think people know about water bugs. Water bugs do not die. It's hell hard to kill a water bug. Bro, I had a water bug. I had to. I had to take showers, bro. Like five minute hot showers, bro. I had to take quick baths. I had to do all this. I had to walk in the game by because we had a new block. One was crimson, and one was bloods. They were just right there. It was just right there. I had to walk past the blood. I had to walk past the crimps in order to get to school. I had to come in at night. I had to walk, bro. Like, I had to do things, bro. I had to talk shot. Like, people, I always got shot once, bro. There was so many things that happened to me. And I just consider it like, bro, you gotta, you can't, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I just, I just told you myself, You bro. gotta be yeah. kidding me with some things. Like, bro, I dare somebody trying to... When I walk here, I dare somebody trying to get me because I'll laugh with it. I'll be like, when I see gay people here, I'm like, you don't understand, bro. You don't understand. It was literally a whole two helicopters surrounding me, close to my block, right there on my block. Five SWATs. Mm-hmm. They, they had to cut off the block for five SWATs just to find one person. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't walk, we couldn't get out nowhere, we couldn't do none of that. Literally, bro. Literally, police everywhere. 
Like, bro, our principal was messed up. He didn't really like me as much, but it was cool. Cause my first, me and my principal was cool for at the end of the day. Um, what up, bro? Like, I had people that come out of nowhere, but our school would get locked down just because somebody, somebody is on the loose. One of our good friends on the basketball team got shot at. One of our good friends went to jail. Life in jail. We, I got a cut at the end of the day, but yeah. we, we, I, I'm grateful. Like, I, I don't, and I, sometimes I do get out of place, but, like, I have to consider, like, I'm not from the ghetto. Yeah. I don't, I was. The ghettos made me, like, I am grateful to this day, I wouldn't take nothing back. Something about it, I wouldn't take back, but I don't take nothing back <laughs> right now. But well, yeah, I just because you appreciate it don't mean that you want to stay there. Nah, know? nah, I don't, oh. really, I don't want none of that. Man. And I, I don't want bad habits. Yeah. When I see things like this, like that, like I don't want bad habits. Yeah. Like, really, for me, when it comes to like when I get a household, I don't want my family because Eminem didn't have his family. Because I don't want my family because mm. because there's no point in it. And I, no, I want, I want better for everybody, especially for people that I know of. Yeah, and I, I I hate and love the people who act good on this campus. By the way, they laugh. You, I laugh. you know, I, I laugh at them now. I I used to get like not not intimidated, but I was like I was like kind of frustrated with it. Like, and those are the same people who say I wasn't a real nigga. And it, and it was like for the fuckers, if you if you have the nerve of listening to my podcast, you know who your bitch ass. <laughs> So nah. you know, I don't even need to. I need even. I don't even gonna waste my time putting a list out on this podcast. But you know who you are. You act hood. You act like you got it rough. You act like. And even if you let's say, let's say you from, let's say you from the hood. Okay. And then you're gonna turn around and tell me that I that I ain't black enough or that I'm not from the hood. I don't get it, bitch. You don't have the right to tell me what I didn't see. The things I had to do. You weren't the one that had to jump in front of my sister to make sure she didn't get fucking shot. Don't you have the nerve to act hood on this campus or act like you got it hard and tell me that I didn't have it hard enough. This ain't a comparison game, bitch. You had it hard? Yeah, that's fine. Don't come telling me what I didn't didn't do. You hit right on the nail, bro. And bro, when people say I'm from the hood, alright, man. And if you really from the hood, bro, you know this is a lifestyle that you that you just bomb. You can make things. You can do what you gotta do. You can take your family out of the hood. That's the one thing you should do. Always take your family out of the hood. Leave you from the hood. In general, in general. And you never, you never like when once you come here, bro, you never wanna act like a hood person. You wanna act yourself. I know the most sensitive people in the world are gang members or hood as hell, bro. I know to bro, I know to my cousin today, bro. He's an OG butt, bro. Six, bro. He's straight up gang, bro. He's sensitive too, bro. He's a he's like he's an honest man. He like young brother, young blood, bro. Once you leave here, you have to you have to not have that when you could tell you. Like you do have to have that die. That's survival mode. You do have to have that. You gotta keep that head on a swivel. You gotta hate the so you gotta get that street, but you have to be educated. You can't be like you said, you can't go from college back to the hood. You have nah, to go college go to Not at else. all. That's unacceptable. That's, that's unacceptable. And when people say, yeah, then, 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 I'm staying there and I'm doing all this, I'm like, 
deuces. I'm having a mansion. I'm having a crib somewhere else. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it amazed. That's why I laugh at them. Because it's like you're so focused on creating this persona of being that hood guy on campus or being or, or being that that uh that real nigga. And it's like you can't take yourself out of that negative space to, to, to look at the bigger picture and see the opportunities and resources at hand. Like you can't you can't see that you could create not only a better life for yourself but everyone else that you care about too. But because you're so focused on on, on having that hood persona or, or, or putting yourself down because you had it rough and no, and no one else understands it, fuck everybody else. But it does, it does, take, it does take mental health when you get out of that. Like I said, for this day, bro, it took me, it took me some time to get out that mental health of being not a good person. Not trying to be one of these ghetto black people. Not trying to show that, like, yeah, I'm black. Not trying to show all that. Nah, if you know me, you know me. I don't care who you are. And you have to, you have to be mentally tough for that. You can't put on this act and like, yeah, I'm hood. Even though you is, it don't matter. It don't matter. You have to be yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You gotta do what you gotta do to make it, to make a living, to make a life for yourself. You, we all survive life and mm -hmm. live life. There's two different things. And in the end, you gotta survive. But once you come out of that, you have to live. live. And once you live, you start to realize what some stuff can happen for you. And you have to come into that mentality of like work, do what you gotta do. Grind what you gotta grind because once you get out the hood, you gotta have those hood. You gotta get that hood stuff, that hood side hustle into those white people so you can make that money, so you can make that cheddar, so you can make what you gotta do, so you can do what you gotta do. You cannot live, you cannot live no survival life once you get out the hood. You cannot live a survival thing once you do all this. You gotta be living, living life to the fullest potential once you get out of things, once you, once you gotta go. Because you gotta understand, when gang people get out, they'll die. You not a game with no more. You're not doing this. You going to college. You doing something else with your life. So make it better. Make it where the people that took you out of it show them that why they took you out of that forest. Don't be having this like, yeah, I got out of this, but I'm still this person. Nah, bro. That's not. Well, I'm, that's I'm not, still. I'm still repping. I'm right still repping my city. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, still repping my crew. I'm still a crip. I'm still doing what I gotta In do. In Atherton. God damn, bro. Do what you gotta do and make it money. At the end of the day, you gotta make your bread. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta, take, you gotta take care you gotta of yours. Take care of yours. You gotta get yours. If you don't get yours, someone will get theirs. If you don't work, if someone don't work for you, you'll work for somebody else. You never want to do that in your life. You never want somebody to. You never want to work for somebody else. You want to work for yourself and make it work for you. And you have to understand, like, when your family works for you, that's good. You know your family, and the day that you show them, put them on game, and have somebody else can work for you, have somebody else can do things. You gotta not have that. You gotta be yourself. You gotta do what you gotta do. Keeping it 100 is really hard though. You have to change that mentality. It's hard to get out of that hood mentality. It's really hard. It's like, cause you, it just, it's natural for you. It's uh -huh. natural. It's what, like, you ah, nah, it's what you it's know. It's what you know. Ah, it's not, bro. It's not right. Nah, I ain't trying to that. Nah. But once you get out of that, you be like, yeah, man, what's good? What's going on? What's up? What I gotta do? Like, what's going on? And it's like, it's simple. Because once you come from the hood, it's easier to it's easier to come from here. It's easier to do things here because you're like, I'm doing this. Say nothing to me. I used to say shit. Bam, I'm done. Like, bro, like, come on now. Like, gotta get out of that mentality. That's just actually in general. It's hard. It's hard. It takes a mental shift because you're already mentally messed up in the hood. So how can you mentally shift your your 
your mindset that they go and be like, oh yeah, let me get this reset. Let's say Because it, it don't, it doesn't happen it like that. It, it don't happen. It's overnight. never easy. It's never easy to do. You're mentally fucked up in the head because you're from the hood, but you're also trying to get out of that hood mindset and be a better mindset, but you're mentally messed up. You don't have a, you don't have a foundation in your life. You don't have a foundation in yourself. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It can get you into depression that you can't get out of sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, but it's like I'm saying to people, bro, when, if you want to get out of that, you have to change your mindset. You have to build your foundation on yourself. You truly have to do yourself. You have to be alone for yourself. You gotta do what you gotta do. Simple facts is that, bro. And let this, let this just be an overall announcement, man. Just because you had it rough or you come from a tough place like Thomas and I did, or you from the hood or you've seen some shit or you've done some shit, that don't mean it defined you. Yes, it's part of your story, but that can't become who you are. Because I come from, I, I, I can't say it enough, I came from a really fucked up place, man. I, we had a, I used to, we used to live in a nice neighborhood and then the housing crash happened, we lost that shit. Ended up getting, uh, we lived with our grandparents for a little bit, they kicked us out, and, and now our asses were, uh, were fucking in the streets. On a, and it wasn't even like we went to Hayward because we had a choice. It was the only place available. And on a on a daily basis, we had to make our money so that we wouldn't be homeless. Like we were, it wasn't like we had money to do fucking Netflix and fucking uh, have, a, have an extra car and shit. Like we made rent, a little bit of food, and that's it. And just because you face those challenges or I face those challenges doesn't mean that I have to, that I have to carry that on my shoulders every day. Yeah, it's something that I went through, but I don't need to. I don't need to. I don't need to display that for everyone else, dog. And you don't have to either. What you gotta, you have to change how you live. Like you have to come to a mindset of like, do what I gotta do. And you have to. And when you go, you hit. You can't be comfortable sitting down. You have to be comfortable getting up every time. You have to be comfortable taking those blows. And then you have to be mentally tough. At the end of the day, you gotta be mentally tough. This is there's no easy way of life without getting some knockdowns, without getting hit, without getting some pain. Yeah. And I just say, at the end of the day, bro, if you like, once you from here, you gonna talk about this. If you know you, if you know yourself, you gonna talk about it. Yeah. Let that background talk for itself. Don't let it, don't let someone else define that background. Don't let someone else tell you about the background. Let that background define by itself. Wanna know if you wanna know. If you don't wanna know, it don't matter. If I'm, if I'm a real nigga, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If I'm not, okay, whatever. Don't okay. It don't it don't, it it don't, don't find me. It. it don't phase me. It shouldn't. It's no no woman or man should say what you are if you know who you are. Don't let a woman or a man say what you are, know what you are. Like I said, when I heard this from Professor Josie, bro. He said, each one, teach one, learn from one, become the one, you are the one, stay the one. That is for yourself. Can you, can you say that just a, just a little louder, man? Let Make sure everybody hears this shit. Each one, teach one, learn from one, become the one, you are the one, stay the one. Because mm. once you are yourself, you are the one, and no one can change that. If anything, anybody else got to say, that's where I, when I hear people that say something about me. But you insecure about why you tell me? Thank you. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for giving. Thank you for giving 30 seconds of your life talking about me. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for telling me I ain't shit. Because, because it's clearly showing me who is. 
That's why, that's why, you know, of course, I don't enjoy when people talk or talking shit about me. I respect it when they have the audacity to say it to my face, because there's some people who would be uh, talking behind my back. But it's like, whether you talking behind my back or to my face, like, you're the one wasting your time, man. I, I used to get real frustrated when people talk shit because I know overall I'm a nice person. I don't go out of my way to cause problems. And I look at myself like, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Why don't they like me? Why? Like, why? Why can't we get along? And now it's just like, a lot of times when people are hating on you or they're quote unquote haters, it it isn't because there's something wrong within you. It's because that they don't know who they are are yet. They're so or him or her because it, it goes both ways and and they don't know who they are yet and they're so insecure with themselves that they would rather pick on you instead of take a look in the fucking mirror and see what and, and fight their own battles and i love it bro the haters is my motivator so if you want to hate on me let me know let me know come to add, my door come, come to my door and say it to my face because i do not care i'm so you get you got an insecurity bro what's wrong with you what's going on like we and we can find it out together what's wrong with you because I'm perfectly fine. At the end of the day, I know who I am. And I don't. I know yeah, I, I, do. I know who I am, and I don't have to. I don't have to force who I know uh, who I am onto you. I don't have to prove it to I you. I ain't got. I ain't got to prove shit. I don't have to fight your battle. I don't have to fight your battle. I don't have to fight your battle. I didn't mean to say. If someone has to say something, I'm not fighting your battle. <laughs> it's funny. I'm not fighting your battle. Like, like you just have something to say to me. I'm not fighting your battle. Fight your own. Live your own. So I give two fucks about what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, when I when I when someone tells me like, oh, someone talking about you, ooh, I wanna know. I just wanna know personally because I wanna know who you are. So I can be like, what's good? Talk to me about it. I have nothing to say. Nobody's hiding back, and I can say it to your face. If I can say it to your face, I can say it behind your back. I can say it to somebody else, because I'm saying it to your face. I say it to your face for a reason. You ain't doing something, you doing something wrong. Something's wrong, what's going on? Like, bruh, something, I like, when people say it behind your back, I'm like, hey, bro, you, just, you, don't have, you don't have the courage. You don't have, you don't have the courage. I'm sorry. That's cowardly, you're not, you're dog. You're not a man. You're not a woman. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't be a grown ass man. Talking shit, walking past me, and not and not say it to my face. You're gonna be indirect, bro. Say, look at me in my eyes. You can't look. I look at some people who I know don't like me on this campus, and when they're with their little clique or they got their buddy with them, they'll talk shit 24/7. I see them alone. I catch them looking alone. They won't look me in the eye. They ain't got a lot of shit to say because they know they don't have the courage to do it. They they know they're cowards. They're high. They're in the in the in the idea of like. In, of like life or like animal kingdom, they're hyenas, bro. What do hyenas do? All they do is hunt and work in packs and pick on the weak. The lion can can be by himself. He ain't he or she. The lions, whether they're female or male, they can be by themselves. They ain't always by themselves, but they can be by themselves. The lion knows itself. Coyotes are trying to figure out themselves around people. At the end of the day, if you try to figure out if you try to figure out yourself around people, you will never figure out yourself. You have to know yourself to get to know your weaknesses and your strengths. You have to get to know yourself to know everything about you. You have to get to know yourself to know yourself. You have to be comfortable being alone at the end of the day. Because you, if you're not comfortable being alone, you're not yourself. You have to, you have to be surrounded by someone else. Why, why is it, why do coyotes and like 
gazelles be with other things, other things because it's like, yeah, they're, they're slow to so I can feed on them. They can't be positive. She lies by themselves, they chilling. They gotta eat. Eat what you gotta eat, do what you gotta do. At the end of the day, nothing wrong with me. That's why you see a shark goes by itself, attacks by itself, because it ain't afraid. It ain't afraid to do anything by itself. And goals must go to go. Like you gotta be your man. You gotta be a you gotta be a man or woman after this day. You gotta be a person out there. You gotta be yourself out there. Being alone. That's the one thing you gotta do. Be alone for yourself. Because if you're alone for yourself. Because there's and don't be alone and be depressed. Mm-hmm. Be alone to be grateful. Be alone to be happy. Be alone to do other things. Shoot, if you need to go to therapy, I don't believe personally, but some other people do. Some people do get therapy. You gotta go to therapy to figure out yourself and then be yourself, it's okay. If you gotta talk to somebody else and be yourself, it's okay. But if you have to be around somebody, people, to give you positivity, that's not okay. That's not okay. If you have to be, if someone has to be your, uh, not a puppet, but who's a puppet? The person that's uh, the, uh, the, 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 I don't remember what they call yeah, it, but like, it's like, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the one who if controls someone, it. If someone has to pull your strings. Yeah, pull your strings, yeah. If someone has to pull your strings, then why can't you pull it yourself? Why do other people have to get that You alright, bro? You chilling, bro? You, you shit. What? Stop. Stop. There is, but there, don't get me wrong, there is some people that can pick you up. That's, that's definitely different. Some that's people, why, that's don't, why don't I got respect for you, bro. Some people, you do have to pick up, because there is thing. I know some great people that just need to be picked up. Like, hey, you're doing great, bro. I mean, that's what that's, you did for me, man. That's far. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying, that's far. But you gotta be just constantly, every single goddamn day, every, every single goddamn time. week, every single time. Bro, no, stop. That's something wrong stop. within you at that point. Now, you are feeding off other people, you gotta feed off yourself. Stop. Be yourself. Don't be no one else. Good day, bro. Because true happiness is know yourself and be happy with yourself. That's true facts, man. Just know, nah. That's know facts. Yourself. Know what you gotta do because I just don't know. No. Do it. Be yourself. Be happy with yourself. Because if you wanna get to know yourself, hey, I can say really be with your thoughts. And understanding your thoughts and understanding what like what you do is wrong, what you gotta improve on. Because some people don't like to improve on things. You have to, you have to make one foot forward. And if you don't know how to make that one foot forward, ask money. Nothing wrong with asking. There's nothing wrong with nothing getting wrong help. It does not make you any less. It doesn't make you weaker. And the only reason I say those two things is because that's how I looked at getting help. I'm a very, you know. I, this is the most vocal I've ever been about my problems because obviously it's a podcast, but it's like for people who really knew me, I, I wouldn't always be verbalizing the shit that I was going through. I went through it because I was like my, my my toxic idea of being a man was that real man handles the shit, figures it out no matter how how many tears gotta fall. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. yeah. Toxic masculinity. And so you know, I, I I again I've gotten out of that mentality now. I've been better about it, but I had this uh, because a lot of other people played it as like. Real men don't cry. Real men don't get help. They figure their shit out, and they suck it up, and they figure, and they find a way to solve it. Toxic and that's it. Masculinity, at the end of the day, bro, I've never had that. 
Like, I never wanted that because my dad told me, like, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna talk to the Mexican man and I never want you to be. And I was like, all right, what's that mean? God, please do. Do what you gotta do. Stop being so toxic. You, you can have, you can be masculine and be feminine as well. Don't be too much masculine if you have a toxic masculinity. That's why at the end of the day, brother, it's really with your group when you have a toxic masculinity. It's really with your group. It's really with your group, like, toxic masculinity. It's really with your group that defines who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, like Nipsey said, if your group doesn't inspire you, that's the wrong group. And that's what Tupac said. That's, and Tupac said, it, I don't want you to be in my circle, but I still want you to be. Yeah, just and not like, at my table. It's not at my table. And I'm just like, dang. And I'm like, it talks to me, you like, you have to, you have to own up to be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a human at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you cry. At the end of the day, you talk about your feelings, bro. Because if you don't talk about it, you will never know, you will never understand how to fix it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you like, you need help. Billionaires and millionaires did not figure out by themselves. They looked at something and tried to figure out something. And they asked other people when they fucked up yeah. multiple times. And they was like, oh, how did I do this wrong? Yeah, they may be considered self-made, but those self-made people didn't do it in 100% on their own. They had, it's called a business and a team and an organization for a reason because they needed other people's help to get to where they are. They just, they're, 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 they're in, in other terms, they're technically self-made because they just have the drive to to, to go after it more. Different. They were different. They were different. And it doesn't mean that they didn't get help. They were just different. They 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 wanted it. They they wanted to be different. They didn't care about it. Because they knew themselves. Mm-hmm. They knew what they had to do. They knew they had to go 2020 vision at the end of the day. At the end of the day, man, it's well, I, I just wanted to say thank you so much, man. The 2020 vision, 20, 2020 vision, 2020 is only clear if you can see it. That's my last thing. 2020 is only clear if you can see it. This has been an amazing episode, man. We got to touch on a lot of a lot of really, really deep shit, and a lot, a really deep talk today, man. And so I'm very, as I said, man, you the homie. I appreciate you coming up on this episode and sharing your wisdom and, and thoughts on the hey. show with everybody else, man. Uh, Much respect. I am glad to be on this broadcast, and you are actually my first broadcast. Damn near the whole time, so it was actually a dope experience. It was actually a great experience, bro. Thank you, uh, man. Thank you. And I love what to do, man. Really. I love just sharing with people that just don't know. You know, old age by age. Yeah. It's things to support us. Because you and I, you and I didn't know what we did from uh, from the gates. Like We we only know it because uh, other people helped us see the way. They helped us guide us down the right path. They may have not walked it with us. We fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, fucked up and we figured out. Yeah, it, it does. It doesn't hurt to have. It doesn't hurt to have a helping hand or extra voice that you know helps you understand. You know what what really matters in life, and to, to be grateful and to recognize be, that being yourself and, and being successful. Yeah, you you and being happy, being happy with yourself, and being like, being happy alone. Yeah. Those are those are the things that matters most. Not being a real nigga. Not being a guy who's repping with it. Not being this. 
this fake persona, whether or not you are the realest hood rat on the planet, or if you're the most pompous douchebag with millions. Well, I'm gonna wrap this one up, man. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for listening. If you're enjoying these podcasts, let me know by leaving a like, subscribing, drop a comment, let me know what y'all think, and keep those notifications on. As I said, this will be out weekly, and we'll keep this train moving. I love y'all. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Turn up on a birthday. Get the work day. 2020 is okay. We go party all day and all the Alright, all right. All right. see y'all guys later. Alright, we out of here. Take care. That can't be bought. Word up. Diamonds. Diamonds. Like a freshly cut diamond.